You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Shuket. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million dollar seller. All right. So here we are, Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shuket. We've got a great guest today. Uh, Lee, he's been a longtime member of MDS, and you know it's been great getting to know him a little bit. And I'm really excited to sit down with him today. Uh, so, what's going on, Lee? How are you doing today, man? Things are good, man. Uh, definitely been a crazy year, and just trying to kind of catch up and keep up. Uh, there's more activity in the space than ever, uh, which is amazing and exhausting all at the same time but uh it's everything is like positive so like no negative complaints on my end thank god but like you know it's just been a just been non-stop grind and i've always said uh better to be busy than bored so I'm definitely busy <laughs> right on man yeah i can relate you know i've got my hands in a lot of different things and it's just uh crazy what covid has done for, you know, e-commerce and just online businesses in general. It seems like things are just exploding and, you know, it's just definitely hard yeah. to manage, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty nuts because like you also talk to people whose businesses are not doing that great. It's like right. it's heartbreaking at the same time. And you're like, you know, uh, there's that expression like COVID, like I did well during COVID. And it's like, you, you kind of feel bad. I'm like, ah, you know, but this space uh, exacerbated growth of like five years worth of e-com growth just kind of happened like that. And so, you know, being well positioned and knowing that this was the future before, (laughs) before everybody else kind of knew it, you, you just have a leg up. And so it's not like, Oh, you know, my business closed and then I'm rushing into the Amazon space. Like I, no, I've been doing this for seven and a half, almost eight years now. And so, yeah, I knew this space was going to explode. It was a matter of time. Yeah, it is kind of crazy to think of that as like a right time, right place scenario. But but that's the thing. It's not necessarily right time, right place. It's I've been here. Like I've been I've been standing here waiting <laughs> for like the wave to come and like surf. Right? It's like you're a surfer. I'm not. Yeah. But like, but that analogy of like you're not right time, right place. You paddled out and you pretty much like put a lot of effort and you've been waiting in that spot and finally the wave comes and everybody's like, oh. Nick was in the right time and like the right place. It's like, no, man, like I was a lot of work to get to right where I am. And then the wave took me. Yeah, it's amazing. But like I a lot that happens right before that. A lot of compounding yeah. work. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I've you know, what what kind of well, actually, let me back up a little bit. I mean, did you always kind of think that you would be in this position? You'd be an e-commerce guy? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I, I graduated, uh, college as a history major. Uh, um, yeah, definitely had no clue what I wanted to do. Never, never had an internship in my life. Just like was a traveler. I traveled every summer and then I went and worked for, I graduated 2008. Right. So, uh, that used to be the worst time to ever graduate before 2020, <laughs> 2020 totally kind of like took that candle. Um, but I, you know, 20, 2008, everything crashed, uh, no jobs, went into the family business, which is a wholesale costume jewelry company uh, that my mother owns and did like, I did sales and production. So we did like J. Crew, Banana Republic, Urban Outfitters. And so my mother designed the jewelry 
and had a huge staff of people. And I helped, you know, with sales and I flew to China and kind of helped out on the production side of things. Okay. From there, I was there for about four years, learned a lot, but uh, also family business and didn't want to kind of like step on my mother's toes and, and we had mutual respect for one another. And I also viewed kind of the future of like the tech boom of everything that was happening. And so I went and worked, uh, I, I left there and worked at another company called pharmacy. I'm sorry, fancy.com. So I went and worked at another company called fancy.com. And that was a tech startup that was a mixture of like Amazon uh, marketplace and Pinterest and Instagram. So it's like cool lifestyle photos you can swipe up and like, like, and so I was their GMM and VP of ops. So I like jumped in employee number seven, they raised like $60 million. Um, it was a hell of a ride of two and a half years of just grinding. So that's where I learned a lot of my work ethic, but that's also where I began to realize like, Whoa, um, e-com in general is just the absolute future. Um, that did very well, but like I, from there, I jumped into the Amazon space, and that was my mind was just absolutely blown. Uh, I like the the exponential potential of Amazon versus yeah. your own dot com site. Yeah, the the potential, just the market reach on Amazon is is insane, man. I mean, what kind of what kind of led you to look at Amazon and and give it some thought, and and what did that process yeah. look like for you? So uh, I, I left Fancy and I, I didn't I didn't leave with uh, with another job lined up. Um, I, I just kind of was like, you know, what? I got something's got to give, and threw myself into the universe uh, and kind of like said, hey, I hope this really works. <laughs> yeah. And uh, met met um, I, I knew a guy uh, his name's Eli and he owns a you know the clothing company uh, called RBX and his active work clothing company uh, was doing amazing numbers in wholesale and did not have a dot-com presence. So I was like, Hey, I just ran an e-com site, uh, very large. I can pretty much run your own direct to consumer. Uh, even though you're wholesaling, like we can launch your dot-com. And so I, we worked together. I bought into that company. We built up that dot-com and it was great. But like, once we launched, it was like, Oh, I, you kind of just like, are hoping and praying of like, I'm going to get this flood of sales. And I have this like <laughs> you know, strategy of like Facebook ads and Google ads. And like, when you start to realize like, Hey, you got like 10 sales, like nothing's really like hitting, um, you know, you get a little bit nervous. And so I got nervous. and was like, you know, I really should just try to sell the goods that I bought <laughs> from all these. Like, I sell them everywhere. Um, and so I launched on Amazon and, uh, I would say, I can't say the exact numbers, but we, we did millions in the first, uh, I would say like eight months. And I was just, I was mind blown. I was like, wait a minute. I, <laughs> like Amazon's where you buy books and like electronics and home goods. And like, I was selling activewear, clothing. And I was like, I never buy clothing on Amazon. So that was like my aha moment of, whoa, every like that everything store like the book but like i didn't realize that part of it and then you started to talk to other amazon guys and one guy is selling air mattresses and he's making three million dollars a year on a skew and i was like wait what are you talking about and like <laughs> you just start to talk to more people and this is seven years ago and it was just like wait how much are you making what what are you making what are you selling i was like who sells this shit and then and then you know it kind of was a massive light bulb so seven years ago, that's when you got you got started on Amazon with this new venture with your buddy Eli. 
you guys threw yeah. some products up on there and you said within about eight months, you guys had already done seven figures in revenue. Yeah. But I mean, listen, it was an established brand. It was sold in like, you know, TJ Maxx, Ross, Burlington. It was like, a, it's a big brand. Um, and, but they just weren't selling online. So for me, that was a massive leg up, right? It was pretty quick, but what I did was I implemented a lot of systems and processes into like, you know, software as a, how to list because it's clothing, right? It's not like you're listing four SKUs, three variations. It's like, there's four variations for every color, you know, small, medium, large, extra large, and then, you know, a thousand. So at one point we were managing, you know, 10,000 different ASINs. It's a lot, right? You got to upload images and do copy and all that. So we're a team of two people, me and one other person. Um, and so like that, that really kind of you know, built, built a lot of say stamina and also like wherewithal to manage a lot more. And so uh, from there, I ended up leaving RBX uh, on great terms, great guy, great company, and ended up starting Stonecutter where I actually manage a bunch of other manufacturers and brands on Amazon. But that gave me the foundation, right? And we we're talking about compounding success. I went from fancy to, to working in RBX, built up the knowledge and know-how how to manage a large catalog to then now having an agency where I'm managing an even larger catalog, but it's just more manageable because of my background and what I've done. Yeah. Being able to get a lot of products up is, is a game changer for an Amazon business. I experienced that too. Mine was a little different, but we were reselling, you know, other brands as well that were in high demand. And I remember when I figured out how to do the bulk uploads and I was like, oh man, yeah. I can get like thousands of items up like in a day now and like be selling stuff tomorrow. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like I had figured it's like, I don't know, man. It's like finding the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow or something, man. Yeah. How did you guys feel when you first, you know, when you did that million dollars? I mean, was it like the moment you've been I waiting remember, for all your life or Yeah, or I remember the the day that I did a thousand dollars in sales, I actually remember exactly the shitty windowless cubicle I was sitting in and like jumping up and be like, I, yes, <laughs> like, okay. Um, and so it, it was a great, it was really kind of like a great feeling, but then jumping from that flagship account that was like on its way to doing crazy numbers and they did definitely succeed um, to then going into the, uh, you know, consulting agency space and just getting any client uh, at any cost and just kind of like going out fully on your own without any backing. Um, that was tough. Um, but, you know, but then you kind of do that again for clients after clients and you kind of have that same success story of like, wow, you hit a thousand dollars a day and then you hit 2000 and then 10,000. And, you know, and we have clients that do upward of like, you know, $40,000, $50,000 in a day. And it's like, it's amazing. But that, that didn't happen. That's like year two, year three. It's like, it's, it's all a progress. doesn't matter what brand you are. Uh, it just, people kind of expect this automatic success on Amazon. And I've worked with some of the biggest brands and it's just not, that's not how it goes. <laughs> does your, does your evolution as an Amazon seller, as an entrepreneur, like, do you see that kind of tie into you as like an individual, like what your passionate about, you know, you talk about helping these other brands get to that point, uh, you know, getting a thousand dollars a day and, and helping someone else yeah. do that. Like, do you get personal enjoyment out of doing that as well? So we actually just, uh, wrapped up, um, I'm implementing traction. So I don't know, like, well, 
make you know traction, but yeah. all the other listeners out there. Um, so we're, we're implementing traction right now and we went through our core values and it really is like pretty evident what my core values are and how they're implemented or instilled in my business and my employees. Um, you know, like, uh, like open and honest and I, I got to think of them off the top of my head, but, uh, <laughs> like one of them really is like get shit done because like, I just, I'm a, I'm a grinder. Um, although like I like to sit back, but I just get my yeah. hands dirty if I need to. Um, but you know, one of them really is partnerships, right? So it's, we, we care about our partners. I don't view my clients as clients. I view them as partners at the end of the day, because we're in this together. I'm not in this for a one year or six month stint where I'm going to help you reach a million dollars. And then you're going to go out and do it yourself. It's like, wow, Lee knows all of the tidbits that I would have to have an employee research network. And so yeah, I have a whole team around me. And so in, in essence, every dollar marketing dollar that we spend, it's like, I view it as my marketing dollar at the end of the day. I, I care that you're profitable. I care that you're not wasting inventory. I care when you're sold out, obviously, because I take a percentage of sale, but like, yeah. I, I really, I, 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 with all my clients, if I don't like you as a person, I won't take you on as a client just because that's not a partnership I want to be in at the end of the day. And so I've learned that through my previous kind of works uh, and people I've worked with. It's, it's a hard lesson to learn, but that's what I enjoy the most. I enjoy people. I enjoy working with people and helping people. And, and you win, when you both win, it's awesome. It's like when you yeah. hit that sales goal and they're like, oh man, I'm so happy to pay you this commission check. And you're like, I'm so happy to make that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like th that, that is awesome. That's a great feeling. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, one thing I've learned just through experience over my past few years is like, and I guess that's part of my evolution going from, you know, being the guy that does it all to realizing that, hey, I can't do all this. Like I need help. I mm -hmm. need the right people. I need a team. Uh, and when you start to open yourself up to that and you get connected with the right people, you start to realize one, like, holy crap, what was I thinking doing all this stuff on my own? And how the hell did I do it? Um, to like, wow, there's this kind of like, if it's almost like a force that you tap into that you, you didn't realize was, realize was there. And now you have so much more momentum going forward. And if you're able to recreate that and scale that, like that's when really amazing things happen, in my opinion. Um, yeah. do you have some like specific experiences in your journey where you, where that like really sticks out where you really partnered with someone and really just saw things go to the next level? Yeah. So, uh, I, I've never taken on a partner at Stonecutter. Uh, I've been offered you know, money and, and I, in a way, if I take a look back and it's like, if I actually took that money, would I have grown? Yeah. I would have grown a lot quicker than I did. Right. You know, and then I'll say year one, it was the first six months was only me. Um, then after six months, I hired somebody, uh, and she was with me for four years, three and a half years, four years. Um, and then we hired another employee to help me with copywriting. And then I hired a VA and you know, I had a team of about four for about say like two years of doing, uh, you know, my agency has been up and running for four and a half years. So about like two, three years, uh, I was just four people and it was, it was exhausting. I was like, yeah. it was, I was the guy on the phone with seller central, uh, and met and understand like at one point we were managing 14 accounts. Uh, once four people, 
So it's like every listing came down. Everything it was just like it was just a shit storm day after day after day. But I genuinely couldn't afford it. Right? I was on. I I. I um, I'm sure everybody has felt this at some point, but I had like imposter syndrome. I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I really do. Um, I had uh, had a hard time uh, accepting how much I should charge. Right? People would yeah. tell me like, oh, like this is what I charge. Other agency friends of mine, and I was like, what? I'm charging like nothing. And he's like, dude, you're wasting your time. I'm like, yeah, but I can't. I can't charge that. That was a that was a hard moment. But the moment I realized I could, it was amazing. Um, and then I would say like recently, uh, this past year was great for me. Um, and so I went ahead and just said, you know what, instead of taking profits uh, and really kind of like sticking that way, I'm going to reinvest in my company. And you know, we now have nine people. Uh, my overhead's ballooned by like 3x and I've actually cut clients. So I have less clients, wow. more employees, but... I view that as, again, that leap of faith into the universe of I need to set myself up for the right systems, right, and have those in place as opposed to just goal setting, um, which is always because you, know, you hit a goal and you're like, all right, well, I'm here. And then you kind of, I do that. I give up. Right? It's like, all right, I hit that goal. I don't need to work out anymore. I hit that like revenue goal. Like I can take my foot off the pedal. But if you have the right systems in place, you're going to just, continue to make more so if you have the right people and that's what i'm doing i'm investing in my people well so what, what's that process looking like for you are you looking for local talent for the most part are you getting some more overseas so a little bit talent? of both right so it we have vas uh, i have a chief of staff in the philippines i pay her uh you know uh, a nice sum and a lot of people in mds will be like wow like the, nobody pays uh what i pay but i'm happy to pay that if she gives me the value, which she does. Right. And so she's helping me with HR and she's building out the team in the Philippines. And we now have four people there soon to be five. Um, and those people are specialists, right? So you have a logistics specialist and a listing specialist, a PPC specialist. But uh, I find that when it comes to the strategy and talking to clients and figuring out really the underlying of like, what does this client want? What do they need? What are they asking for? That's where I have U.S. employees, right? So, like my CMO, uh, chief, of, you know, marketing, he's located in Brooklyn, uh, and I have two account managers, uh, one's in New Jersey and one's in New York. So we're all kind of dispersed, as you can see with my bed right here because of COVID. I gave up my office. But, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but like, you know, building out building out the team has been uh, a lot of fun. But I'll say again, uh, outlining what your core values are and then hiring into that. Yeah, it's been important, right? You know, you one of the reasons why uh, me and one of the original people I hired ended up separating is just, you know, it, it wasn't the right fit for her as well, right? It's not what she wanted to do in her long term. But you want people to be with you on a longer term because, like, you know, they want to be there. This is what they want to do, and they share your vision, as opposed to they want to go and be an entrepreneur themselves. Then you know, you're working for the wrong person unless you want to partner with me and then you put up money, like, then there's a different right. conversation. Yeah, so yeah. you mentioned Traction a little bit. And for anybody listening that doesn't know about Traction, it's uh, the Entrepreneur's Operating System. It's a really great book. Um, and, the, you know, my favorite thing about that book is just, yeah, the the structure, yeah. right? It Like, it gives you that roadmap to success. Uh -huh. And when I did my Vision Traction Organizer, 
And, you know, I started to work backwards, right? It was like, all right, this is what I want. And then it has you work backwards. And I immediately Mm -hmm. saw like, it was like the, the road to get there, right? Like all the way down from the the 10 year goal uh, to the level 10 meetings that we do every week to the to-do list, you know, that gets done. I was like, wow, like this is the path to my goal. Um, how much of that have you used from that book to build out, you know, where you're at right now with your hiring process and stuff? So we're, we're still implementing right now, um, you know, running level 10 meetings. Um, I would say that it's, it's been, it's been interesting to, to actually, I think one thing that most entrepreneurs don't do is stop and think about what that goal is right at the end of the day. Um, and that's where, that's where I think everybody, not only as an entrepreneur and for your business, but for yourself. So one thing that I'll tell you a story, I've, I've written this in MDS at one point, but um, it was right after fancy.com um, when I worked there and I, I left, uh, I had no job, I had no girlfriend and I had no money whatsoever. Uh, and I like somebody told me, hey, write down, you know, what a regular boring Wednesday in five years from now looks like. And I was like, all right, you know, and they're like, no, no, but be as detailed as possible. What time do you wake up? Who are you waking up next to? Where, where do you live? Are you walking to work? You're driving. Are you, you know, how many people are like in the office? What are you eating for lunch? Every detail. Um, and I wrote it out. I mean, I said, you know, I want to wake up next to my wife. I had a girlfriend in Tribeca, which is an expensive part of New York. Uh, I wanted to walk to my, office and I had 20 employees. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I want to problem solve. And I, I pretty much set the trajectory for what I wanted that day to look like without worrying about like, how the fuck am I getting there? Um, and, but what it did was it gave me that, like, I know where I want to land this plane. I know where I am now and I know where I want to land it and who gives a shit how you get there. Um, and I, I, you know, five years later, literally married, living in an apartment in Tribeca, I had an office with three people, not 20. Um, but Hey, you know, I came awfully close and I, I, I wrote out when I got married, I wrote out another five-year plan and I promised I was like almost in tears of like, if I, if I had that day, it would be the best day ever. And so I'm, I'm getting there, you know? And so knowing where you want to go, I think is the most, and, and actually taking the time to think about where you as a person want to be and where you want your business to be. Most people just, they just grind uh, without thinking about like what numbers you want to hit in reality of like further out and why do you want to hit those? And what do you want your boys to be like? And what do you want to be like? Most people just kind of get caught up in the day to day. And so taking the time to actually think those things through has been, you know, revolutionary. Do you think you would have had this happen if you didn't take that time out to kind of write it out, write it out, manifest it, kind of say, Hey, I'm going to, this is what I want. You know, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I'll tell you the, the reason why I think it's not like I kept that in my mind every day. It's not like I read it every day. I put it out to the universe and I, I had it, you know, out there. And I just think that it, in every step, especially nowadays, when you have your level 10 meetings and you know what your one year plan is uh, and you have your rocks, like that's what you're going towards. And if it's not getting you towards that, then why are you going there? Right. Like somebody literally before this podcast, uh, sent me a picture of like 
McDonald's Pokemon card. And I was like, dude, supposedly the value of these is like skyrocketing. If you have a McDonald's next to you, it's like, dude, like I'm trying to like <laughs> build like a business. I'm not running to a McDonald's to go buy a Pokemon card, man. Like maybe I'm missing out totally. Right. But this is not in my, like what I'm trying to do, man. I'm not trying to like sell Pokemon cards on eBay. It's not my model. It's not who I am. So just not shiny coin because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially myself, just love that like, ooh, opportunity, ooh, yeah. opportunity. And then you end up catching nothing, just yeah. catching wind. So. Yeah, so that's really, man, I really love that that journey. Like I've had kind of a similar experience in my life, you know, going through tough times and just really calling out, you know, what I want and then trying to make my belief, my actions you know, fit that goal, right? Like not just mm -hmm. throwing a penny in the fountain and hoping everything plays out the way I want it to. And that's really why I like traction so much uh, for a business because it gives you the vision, it gives you the goal, but it also gives you the actions and it gives you the plan to, to take those actions with you yeah. and your team, uh, which is, you know, critical to actually making those things happen. So, you know, well, what does that look like for your business right now with, you know, the level 10 meetings and, you know, the accountability charts and stuff like that? Like what type of systems and tools are you using to make those things happen? So I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, about a year ago, I, we didn't have like structured systems, I had no SOPs. And I've been in business for years. I knew how to do everything. Um, but like if a new employee came in, it was literally like Lee sits with them and runs them through everything. And they just weren't, and I wasn't paying top dollar. I was like, I was, scra I was scrappy. I was just trying to like figure it out. Um, these systems and processes have given me the opportunity to actually like breathe. Right. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, uh, I, yeah, I may, I, I sat for two months making loom videos on every single little step of how to make coupons, even though that's on Amazon, like here's how I make coupons. Right. Um, and, but taking the time to set up again, set up your systems is more important than setting your goal because without the systems, who gives a rat's ass? <laughs> you're going to yeah. just like, you're going to either fail. Um, like I read this somewhere, uh, winners and losers both have the same goal. Like we get at the same goal of like, Hey, I want to make a million dollars. One guy makes it. One guy doesn't. What's the difference? The guy who made it set up the right systems and hire the right people. And he might make less profit, but at least he made a million. So like, it's a matter of just being prepared and taking the time to work on your business that I didn't do for years. And I, well, by the way, I'm making this whole thing sound like this was like crazy great explosive nonstop there were sleepless nights tears of like fucking broke and i like i don't know how i'm gonna like get through this um you know it, it's not an easy journey and any client i bring on i always say you know amazon is not for the you know weak at all it's uh it's a battle constantly every day um but if you have thick skin and you have you know half a brain I think uh, I think you can totally succeed. And what kept you uh, money? Uh, no, I was going to say end money. You, have, yeah. <laughs> you can't do this shit broke. What kept you going through those tough times? 
Why didn't you just give up? Uh, Try something else. Go check out the Pokemon cards. <laughs> uh, um, not to get emotional, my wife, um, without a doubt. Uh, you got to realize when <laughs> seven years ago, or even call it like four and a half, going and telling somebody, hey, I'm going to go sell on Amazon. I mean, unless you like, and that's the best part about MDS for me is like, you can relate. I know how to talk to people. Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And people just relate and understand. But, you know, you go and talking to a friend who's in real estate and another friend who's a lawyer, another friend who's uh, you know, a doctor. It's like, hey, I, I, you know, my, my, my listing got hijacked. They're like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, and so for the longest time of, you know, say the first two years, it was a massive struggle getting accounts like when you're in an agency model, right? You take a percentage. And so you're, you're really building up their account and you're not making that much money, right? Because I'm not like automatically getting massive brands. You're kind of taking what you can get. And uh, there was a point where my father, uh, and if you listening to this, dad, I love you. Don't worry about it. But uh, there's a point where my father actually called me and said, um, you know, Lee, I, uh, I really think you should go into real estate. And I was like, okay. Uh, I know nothing about real estate. <laughs> and he's like, you know, but like, I know people are making a lot of money in real estate. And like, that's like a, I think it's, I think like you know, what you're doing is good, but I think like that's the right move for you. And um, like, I, I actually like kind of broke down and was like, wow. Like, not that my father didn't believe in me, but he was nervous. And I was like, I, I'm now nervous. <laughs> you know, it's like when somebody, when the doctor starts screaming and it's like, yeah. ah, you're like, wait, do I have, do I have kids? Should I be scared right now? Right. Like my dad's my like you know mentor. Um, and my wife really sat me down. It's like, you know, Lee, like I believe in you. You're on the right path. You, you like, you have a goal. Just don't, just don't get distracted. Don't worry about it. Like we're in this together and really, stood by me throughout and uh I, I don't i would not have been around without her like, you know, i would have given up without a doubt wow so that that's amazing man um and how long ago did you say you had that conversation uh, it's about two years so it was like right before i got married it was like oh lee you're getting married i was like okay yeah i'm getting married but uh you know so about yeah about two years how does it feel man to know that you you know, accomplished all that since then. (laughs) No, it's, uh, it's, it's honestly, it's great. Um, so the other part that I'll mention is like from there, uh, you know, going and, and taking a look at other people's products and saying, Hey, you know what? I am, um, I'm making all these other brands and manufacturers a lot of money because I know what I'm doing. My team and my process is all great. We know how to launch properly. We know the keyword and we know PPC so well. Um, and I'm so proud of what we've built. And then it came to the point of, well, you know, uh, why am I not selling anything myself? Yeah. Uh, and it was always a massive point of fear. Um, I would say that's my biggest, my biggest issue. And while my wife has always been a great cheerleader, no one except me has ever been able to extract the fear from not failure, success. So I've never really been super, super successful. And I've been around a lot of super successful people, but you know, I get nervous around like, wow, if I succeed and then I fail, I'll look like an idiot as opposed to like, if I just stay status quo, 
<laughs> no one's gonna no one's gonna be like oh lee's like had it but then lost it so uh, i i i never brought in my own product i looked at like weighted blankets air fryers i looked at all like the generic stuff before it took off in a way i kind of wish i did it but yeah. I didn't because I, I didn't believe in it right and that was my issue so i couldn't do things without conviction um and so what i ended up doing is i ended up launching a uh party game with my partner um who i actually worked with over at rbx the one other person that was like my right hand uh we loved working together and i brought her this idea that i had to launch an adult party game and she loved the idea and we really kind of like made it our own brainchild and launched it together and that just did extremely well i actually partnered with a couple of mds guys um we weren't me and my partner Alyssa, not an mds we weren't really pushing the ball along right i had stone cutter my consulting and she had her own stuff going on and i just needed more help and i realized you know uh less of a pie that that's larger um is better than 100 you know, of nothing so uh we actually partnered with a couple guys in mds and uh it was an amazing decision you know i would say having partners is always difficult but really pushing it along uh to find success and be like wow i found my stride is is an awesome feeling Nice, man. Not like proving my dad wrong. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> like not that. Like my, my dad's always believed in me. It's more of, um, you know, he, I think it's a more of a, a primal fear of you want to take care of, of your, of your child. And I want to take care of myself and I want to take care of my future family. It's a matter of like, if you just keep going, right. It's that compounding effort and you just know, you know, that wave is coming. And so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, with that in mind, like, what, what are you working on now to keep that momentum going? What's your, what's your vision for your brand management company? What's your vision for, you know, mm -hmm. these brands that you've created yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, right now, yeah, we, we have, uh, we definitely have like a clear path as to how many clients we want to have now. Uh, we're taking on more and more uh, PPC only clients as well because we built out that team. And so that's been great. Um, but you know, in general, I think our track record speaks for itself as to what we what we can accomplish. But the main thing I do on the consulting side of the agency is I'll like analyze any account, right? I, I've analyzed a bunch of different people in MDS and I flat out told them like, hey, I can't add value, right? Like that's my number one core value of Stonecutter. It's like if I can't add value, if I can help you and grow your business more than I'm gonna charge you, then I just I'll tell you, hey, stick with the guy you got or go in a different path because I'm not the right guy for you. And that goes back to the partnership side of it. Um, so in that sense, we have a great value proposition for people that we know we can help and things that I can kind of take a look at and be like, you know what? I, I, I know I can do this and I yeah. know I can do X, Y, and Z and, and grow you. So on the account management side of things, it, I think we're, we're really kind of buttoned down on the game uh and that's like my own products um that we're growing we now have three games we're launching at least three more this year and partnering with a few different people and giving them uh you know a royalty if they come to us with like a game idea but not like oh i want to make you know monopoly but call it something else it's like hey if you come to us with like this is how the game's played and you know these are the words and like these are the rules and everything's kind of fleshed out. We'll you know, produce it. We'll, um, we'll we'll pay for all the marketing. We we pretty much cover everything. We just give a royalty. Nice. So that's how like a new model that we're going after. And then the third thing I'm working on is my own again like 
just general products where I'm going into a cosmetics line uh, that I'm looking into right now. Um, so it's all kind of, it's, it's really exciting. But again, I, I do get those shiny coins every now and then where it's like, oh, cool opportunity, like cryptocurrency, day yeah. trading. It's like, it's like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? Like those things can make you a lot of money, but you can also lose a lot of money, hard earned money that you've worked for. And it's not what you do. And so you end up like, focusing so much of your day refreshing a screen that you shouldn't be refreshing. It's like you should, you, you worked hard for those dollars kind of go and, and, and keep doing what you're great at to get you again, all depends on what your eventual goal is um, and whether or not you have a disposable income. I just, uh, I, I find myself wasting time there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely deal with that, man. Like you said, I think most entrepreneurs do man. And, just try to do my best to, uh, to rein it in. It's like, cause I know it's not going to change, right? Like I'm always going to be attracted mm. to the shiny objects. So I learned a long time ago oh, yeah. that I can't always try to make myself change. I have to work around the fact that I'm probably not going to, right. So I have to put these right. checks and balances in place to, uh, you know, keep myself focused on, on where I really need to be right but um, but i also think that like you're you, you can you can go and set all these boundaries and you can say like hey you know like i'm gonna do x y and z but just i guess what what people end up getting way too distracted uh and from their actual goal so you can get distracted right like this is an entrepreneurial thing uh but so long as you kind of come back to the flight path so that you do land at that five-year goal or 10-year yeah. goal like that's fine. Who gives a shit what happens along the way? But you want to just make sure that you're landing there um, instead of like getting totally sidetracked and then, you know, you land and who the fuck knows where. So, you know, like obviously I think the MDS community kind of plays into that idea as well, right? Because, and it's kind of a double-edged sword because they can be like the one who put that shiny object in front of you. But at the same time, oh, yeah. The cool thing about MDS is like they put the shiny object there, but they're almost shortcutting you to the successful part of it, right? Because you have these other mm-hmm. guys who, you know, they know investing, they know the stock market, you know, they know Shopify, mm-hmm. uh, they know these other things. Um, and that's one of my favorite things about MDS is that it, it's like you cross the million dollar mark and you think you're there, but then you get an MDS and you're like, holy shit, I can go way farther here. Yes. Uh, so it's always me to the next level. Uh, how has the MDS community kind of shaped your trajectory and your path for your business and your personal life as well? Cool. A huge question. Um, so I'll, I'll say one thing on what, on what you just addressed, you know, a lot, Getting into MDS, you, you're now you're surrounded by some of the most successful entrepreneurs on Amazon by far, and that's both a motivator and an absolute soul crusher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you start a lot of guys come and in like, oh. and they're like, "Oh man, I don't add value." Yeah, like, I don't know what I'm doing. you here? <laughs> like, yeah. Because then you start talking to somebody, and like some of my friends are like, "These guys do like yeah, ten, twenty million dollars on their own account, sixty million dollars." And you're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, I, how the hell did you get there? Um, 
And so it gets, it becomes very, very daunting. And then you see people posting like, Hey, I bought this sick car and I bought this boat and I, you know, I'm making stacks on stacks. And you're just sitting there like, man, like I just bought myself a new pair of like Havaianas cause mine broke and like, <laughs> bro, I'm broke. Um, but like, you just, you know, you're keeping it afloat, especially because a lot of guys in NDS that are you know, not doing crazy numbers, a lot of your money's tied up in inventory. Yeah. And so like you actually broke. Like you have no money. Your money is your account that you'll eventually sell. Um, and so I feel that you know, that that actually brings you down a bit. But then you realize that those guys gloating and those guys kind of like, that's not the norm. Those guys aren't like, those are the far and few between. And when you really get to know the individual MDS members um, on a one-on-one, they're just the most encouraging cheerleaders out there, right? You know. Uh, it doesn't matter how much you make, but it, it matters how hard you work and if you're a good person and if you're willing to give back. So, you know, I would say I've been in MDS, I think I'm member 35. I've been in here for a while. Um, and it, it's just been absolutely life-changing, not only as like a, uh, a Rolodex slash Google, like if I have a question, I just type in the search bar and I read a couple of threads and boom, I don't need to go and sell forums or any shit like that. but you know, going to Mexico, uh, I ended up booking that one day before uh, the first MDS trip. I didn't know, I didn't think I was going to go. And my wife actually said, like, you know, Lee, like, and my mother-in-law, I uh, said, you, you just got to go. And I booked it. And without a doubt, like, that was the moment I, like, met people who I ended up partnering with, people that I talked to legitimately every day, uh, call with any complaints and questions and, like, life problems. And these people become my best friends because being, again, being an Amazon seller, no one in the outside world understands the shit that you go through, can understand what that whole music sounds like when you call up Amazon. Like nobody else gets it except these people that are in the trenches with you. And that's a camaraderie that you don't really get elsewhere. Yeah, there's definitely something special about the group, man. And it's like, I don't really know how to put a finger on it exactly because, you know, it's not the only Amazon Facebook group, right? Like there's hundreds of them, but yeah. uh, there's just something, I think it's the in-person events, you know, you connect with these people. We have a lot of virtual events and there's just kind of this unspoken bond that you kind of become a part of as soon as you yeah. enter the group. Well, I think, I, I, I think when it comes to the other groups out there, uh, I definitely think that we, you know, MDS is just so different because there is no guru. Like, yeah. There's no like main guy in the middle of like, that guy is the guy. And we're all kind of like sucking at the teeth and learning from him. It's like, Hey, we're, we're all learning from each other. Uh, and I think that's a massive part of it because when you start to learn from one another, you become friends with those people, uh, without in person, uh, I, and anybody who hasn't gone to an MDS event, or even if, you're not in MDS and you're just listening to this, just go meet other sellers yeah. without a doubt, like big, small, you never know who's going to provide you with that nugget. And, and my, I always take time out of my day to help. If you help people, I guarantee you the moment you have an issue, they're going to jump, jump to help you. And that is, again, like that's what I've done with MDS is I just dedicate a certain amount of my time to talk to, certain people and just see how they're doing and if there's anything I can do to help. And 
it's always it's always very rewarding on my end. Yeah, I can certainly attest to the fact that, you know, Lee's helped me plenty of times. You know, I've been in a pinch. He As of you. As of you. <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of members in the group are like that. You know, they just uh, they want to help. And, you know, they kind of know that that's the way to get what we want back to us. Right. I guess we can just call that yeah. karma. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's my favorite thing about the group, man. It's absolutely, you know, changed my life as well on so many levels. And, you know, part of it is meeting great people like like Lee and other members of the group. And, you know, it's like the connection just sticks, man. You know, you get you meet these people at an event and then you just keep the friendship going. And, you know, before you know it, like it's been I've been in the group for five years and it just doesn't even, it sounds crazy to say that, you know, since, uh, 2017. Totally. Is when I got in. Totally. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's uh, mind blowing to think like how far MDS has come. Um, I didn't even mention that Lee's on the advisory council for MDS. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> That's right. Um, but no, but like, yeah, exactly. Like there's an advisory council, but also like watching people who have started a business when they first were in MDS and then sold it and then have started since and watching which just like everybody kind of grow from where they were to where they are. A lot of guys in MDS know my story. They know where I was and like me calling them like those sleepless nights and those like I feel like crying because I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I like that, that phone call. Like I called people in MDS and they cheered me on being like, dude, like you got this. Um, but to see kind of like where I am now, a lot of them, you know, they've just been stood by me a lot. Yeah. I, like I, I can say like, Hey, my wife is my number one cheerleader cause she is, but everybody in MDS, uh, at least the people that I'm friends with, <laughs> um, I've always been <laughs> incredibly, incredibly like helpful and supportive, which is super important. Yeah, it's absolutely. I know. I feel like it's critical to my, you know, success and where I'm going and where I want to be. Um, you know, I don't know how all this would have played out without um, making these connections that I did through being a part of the group. Um, it's been absolutely amazing and life changing. Uh, the word life changing. It's definitely life changing, without a doubt. Well, Lee, thank you so much for coming on today. It's always great to sit down with you, man. Looking forward to the next time we can do it uh, at one of our in-person events. Um, Really looking forward to the next one. And uh, man, thank you so much. It's been an honor to uh, be able to interview you. and, And thanks for coming on, man. My absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Nick. I really appreciate you. Uh, you guys having me on. All right, Lee. Thank you. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Are you a million-dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.